Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 from the King James Version. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. While you're turning there, looking there, God spoke to our hearts a couple of months ago in prayer concerning what direction he would have our congregation to go this year by way of a spiritual direction. And the word that the Lord spoke into my heart was breakthrough. Breakthrough. And Brother Mahaney did a tremendous, tremendous job in helping us get this year started off right. Didn't he do great? Amen. Matter of fact, I talked to him this morning. He's not feeling very well. He is home. And I told him that our church would pray a special prayer for Brother Charles Mahaney. Can we ask the Lord God to touch him right now at 323 in the afternoon that the healing touch of God would come and touch him right now. Lord, we ask you to touch Brother Mahaney. Touch his body, Lord. I'm asking you to come and strengthen him, Lord. I'm asking you to come and heal him. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord. God, would you have mercy on him, Lord? Your mercy endureth forever. Your mercy is your readiness to act now. And Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on Charles Mahaney and touch his body, Lord, and heal him. And we will give you the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I took my coat off and told Brother Hartzell it's time to go to work. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. If you got it, say, I got it, Brother Charlie. <laughs> Brother Mahaney will like that. Amen. You could probably, most of you, if not all, could quote this verse. But let's read it together with great faith and emphasis. Ready? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Amen. The word exceeding means above, beyond, across, superior to, more than before. Everybody say exceeding. The word abundantly means the point from where an action proceeds. Whatever, you know those maps that you stop at the wayside rest and there's a map of the state and it says you are here. Or you go to the mall and look at the directory that says you are here. Well, that's no good if you're lost anyway. But from the point, if, if God had a map of your life and he put a pin right there where you are. That's where you are. That's the point where you are. God says, I have exceeding greatness. I'm able to do exceeding abundantly. I'm able to take you from the point where the action of my grace has been proceeding in your life. I'm able to take you above that. Come on, go ahead. I'm able to take you beyond that. I'm able to carry you across that. I'm able to elevate you to a place superior to that. I'm able to do more 
than whatever I did before. My message to you in this first month of 2003, coming alongside Brother Mahaney's great ministry these first two weekends, and to hopefully set a tone for all that God wants to do this year, is very simply in the theme of this year, God wants you to break through. Hallelujah. God wants you to break through. To break through. From wherever, whatever point you are, wherever you come from today, it doesn't matter. Whatever point it is, God's able to take you across it, beyond it, over it. He's able to do more than before. Amen. If you want to have a breakthrough in your personal life, in your walk with God, if you want to be more effective for God, if you want to see God do things, if you want to hear things, if you want to see things, if you want to be a part of things in the kingdom of God, then this message is for you. If you don't want to, then just sit there and let it crawl, crawl on you. Amen. As we get through this message here today. But let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts right now, shall we? In the name of the Lord, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this moment. Come on, pray with me, would you? Amen. There's something a little extra that we need right now. Amen. Just help me to pray. Help me to pray, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're, you're, you have exceeding greatness. Lord, you have exceeding greatness. You're able to do exceeding abundantly. You're able to do exceeding abundantly. Hallelujah. Above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Before you're seated, turn to somebody and say, God wants you to break through. Amen. Jeff, get ready for that pretty quick. Amen. Praise God. Many of us, if not all of us here today, have had some kind of an experience with God. If you've ever had an experience with God, say amen. 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 Whatever that means to you. It can be something that was just, you couldn't explain it, you couldn't describe it, or it could be something that was so simple, yet you knew God was there. And no matter how great that experience with God was, you probably thought, as I have thought, it just can't get any better than this. God certainly cannot take me any further. God surely couldn't bless me any more than he's already blessed me. God surely couldn't answer prayers any more powerfully or any more fully than he's ever done. Have you ever thought that? Has God ever blessed you? You thought that that's it. I've, I've already used up all my blessings. Amen. Sometimes that's how God overwhelms us. Well, we've got a witness in the house today that no matter how good it is, it can always get gooder. Get on up here, Brother Jeff. Ready? Brother Reddy shared with me the testimony of Lighthouse United Pentecostal Church. They're planting a church. If you ever wanted to hear a witness of God backing up a church and supporting their vision, I'm just going to let you hear how good God has been. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't know where to start, but I can't take all of the time, so I'm going to just get right in here. The Lord has been blessing us in a mighty way. I couldn't ask for any more from God, and, and there's things that we need for our church and there's some other things that we could use that we don't necessarily think that we even need at this point last Sunday I drove on the property I got out of the car and brother Gleason was walking across the parking lot he said brother Jeff how would you like to have a bus for your church I said okay where do I pick it up <laughs> 
You know what? He told me where I could pick it up, and I've got it now at no charge. Amen. That was Sunday. Amen. And I got home, and I said, isn't God good? Amen. It can't get any better than this. Amen. All the time, God is good. And on Monday, amen, I had a doctor's appointment, and so I did not go into work because I had actually two appointments to go to. Did you hear him say, I thought it couldn't get any better than this? That's what he said. Amen. And I met uh, with Brother Mike Hughes over at our church to take some measurements for some carpet. And uh, we knew we were going to have to put out a few dollars for this carpet. I come to find out that uh, Brother Mike had a piece of carpet left over from a job. It's not going to cost near as much money, if any money. We hadn't even really got together on the terms. Amen. He's shaking his head no, so there's no cost in the carpet for the platform. That's about a $500 blessing right there. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, I thought it couldn't get any better than this. Amen. On Monday night, I prayed. I said, God, I'm thanking you for a bus and a piece of carpet, and I didn't think it could get any better. And on Tuesday, my wife gets a call from Sister Judy, Sister Judy Cross, and she says, the church my sister goes to has a pulpit, and they're going to bust it up for firewood unless somebody needs one. And we said, we need one. (laughs) Amen. And they said, well, here's where you need to come to get it. I picked it up yesterday. Amen. And Tuesday night, I'm thinking, I've got a bus, a piece of carpet, (laughs) a beautiful pulpit made out of antique wood. It just can't get any better than this. Amen. Although I was starting to wonder, how good can it, how good can it get? On Wednesday, amen, the uh, district, Missouri District Home Missions Director, his wife called my wife, said a gentleman passed away here in Missouri. They, ha- they own an organ, and in his will, he told that the organ should be donated to a home missions church. And she said, out of all the home missions churches in Missouri, I just thought about you. Would you like to have an organ for your church? amen it can't get any better than that (laughs) amen so my wife says well you tell me where to come and we'll pick it up she says well my husband and I kind of want to see your building why don't we just deliver it to you (laughs) amen I don't even have to worry about getting it here it's on the way can't get any better than this praise God and and that was on Wednesday Thursday and Friday was just a normal day (laughs) I disappointed some of you when I said that. Amen. But Saturday night, we had a we had a singspiration up in the Liberty Church. Brother Gleason asked me to tell, can I tell who it is? He asked me to tell this testimony about how God has been blessing me this week to Brother John Arcovio, the pastor in St. Joe, Missouri. And I was telling Brother Arcovio all the things, the bus, the carpet, the pulpit, the organ, one thing after another, and I just couldn't believe how good God was. And at the end, he says, well... That's almost everything. What else would you need? I said, brother, all I need is a sound system and some chairs, and we can have church. He said, you don't need a sound system. I've got one for you. (laughs) Praise God. Can it get any better than this? Hallelujah. Only God knows how good it can get. Amen. Our God has exceeding greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. He can bless you on Sunday. Then he can turn around and bless you again on Monday. And then he can turn around again and answer a prayer on Tuesday. And then a long a prayer you prayed 10 years ago can be answered on Wednesday. And then you get up the next morning and there's new mercy on Thursday. And God brings a deliverance on Friday. And he fills your grandson with the Holy Ghost on Saturday. And he opens a door for you on Sunday. We serve a God who's got exceeding greatness. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. Oh, hallelujah. God wants you to break through. 
I don't mind telling you today, I'm not going to sneak up on you. I'm preaching for a move of God in your life. I'm preaching, I'm trying to preach you into a place where you can look up and touch God and believe that he's so close and he wants you to have a breakthrough and that the dynamic in your life in 2003 can be better and greater and more enjoyable and more pleasurable and more fulfilling and more exciting than God has ever been in your life before. The climate's here for it. It's here. Breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. breakthrough. To achieve a breach. To penetrate new territory. To go through a real or perceived barrier. I'm glad that I can tell you that the God that we worship in this place is a breakthrough God. God's very nature is Breakthrough. Ha. He broke through darkness. And he shattered it with light. He broke through this veil of flesh. And he stepped into our world. And he walked among us. He broke through incurable diseases like leprosy. And he healed it at the sound of his voice. He broke through religious, self-righteous barriers and he sat down and he ate with publicans and sinners. He broke through age barriers and allowed little children who were considered second-class citizens to come and sit up on his lap. He broke through the mystical door called death. He broke through the gates of hell and plucked the keys of hell from the reluctant hand of the devil. He broke through the power of the grave and came walking out in resurrection power. And he is alive and he is in this house today. And he wants to break through into your mind. He wants to break through into your thinking. He wants to break through into your calendar. He wants to break through into your daily walk with God. He is a breakthrough God. Woo! Somebody needs a breakthrough. Somebody's been half backslid. Somebody's been out of touch with God. Somebody knows that you need a revival. You can have it today because he's a breakthrough God. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a breakthrough God. You don't have to stay at the point. Everybody just go like that. That's, say, that's where I am. You are here. You don't have to stay at the point where you are. Because he has exceeding greatness. He wants you to break through. You don't have to live where you're living. He wants you to break through. You don't have to take what you've been taking. Hallelujah. You don't have to take what you've been taking. You don't have to take the accusations of the enemy. Amen. You don't have to take the onslaught of the forces of evil. You know what can happen? You can change your aura. You can change your environment. You can change your culture. You can change your situation simply by turning your heart toward God and saying, God, I don't have to take what I've been taking. I silence the voice of the devil. I don't have to take this turmoil and tumult in my mind. I can call upon Jesus who can stand up on the bow of the boat of the stormy sea of my life and he can speak peace be still. You don't have to take what you've been taking if you can have a breakthrough. Hallelujah. God doesn't want us to break down. He wants us to break through. 
1 Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2.9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. There's two things I want to tell you about this verse. Number one, this verse is not talking about pie in the sky when we die by and by. And the reason we know this is because the next verse says, but they are revealed unto us by his spirit. They are revealed unto us. All you need is a revelation in your eye. All you need is a revealing of the voice of God in your ear. All you need is a revealing of understanding in your heart. Amen. There are sights for our eyes to behold. There are sounds for our ears to hear. There is understanding for our hearts to comprehend. I want to ask you a question. Does anybody here love God? Do you love God? You know what his word says? I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. <laughs> so the first thing I want to tell you is that we need to take that verse out of eternity and bring it into the here and now because the Bible says they are revealed unto us by his spirit. And the second thing that I want to tell you, friend, is that no matter what you saw yesterday, amen, you, there's, God still has something prepared for you that you've never seen. Sister Janine Barton, God wants to give you a breakthrough. Amen. God's giving you a breakthrough right now. This is the word you were hungry for. This is the word you were crying for. Ever since I read the text and announced the title, amen, there's been tears flowing down her cheeks. That's the kind of hunger that I'm talking about. It's the hunger like Bartimaeus that gets up and says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. This is my chance. This is my window of opportunity. I'm going to reach out and take it while I've got a chance. Amen. I hath not seen. Does anybody here love God? If you love God, God's got some things for your eyes to see that you've never seen. Amen. God's got some things for your ear to hear that you never heard. God's got some understanding to come to your heart. You say, well, I don't get it. I don't understand how God works. I, don't, I haven't seen a miracle. I haven't heard anything great. I've got a word for you. God spoke it to my heart this morning. He said, tell my people you're going to hear something good. Good news is coming. Good news is coming. Something good is going to happen to you. The Lord spoke into my heart today. It's not going to happen to you unless you receive it in your heart. Unless you can see it with your eye and hear it with your ear and understand it with your heart. Woo! I had to let that out. You're going to hear something good. You're going to hear something good. Now, I cannot preach about breakthrough without talking to you about David. We have the spirit of David. I'm going to make it personal. I have the spirit. Say it with me. I have the spirit. Listen, friends. David, David, David was one of God's greatest breakthrough agents 
in all history. Amen. Touch somebody say, I'm a breakthrough agent. I'm Agent Stan Gleason, breakthrough agent 007. David was the first recorded youth to kill a lion and a bear with his bare hands, pun intended. I'd say that's a breakthrough. Say, well, how did he kill a lion? I'll tell you how he did it, because he cared about something. And he was responsible with what was placed in his hands. A lion came up when David was turned the other way, snatched up a sheep in his mouth. You read it. The Bible said David went after the lion and he plucked the lamb out of the lion's mouth. And that would have been good enough for David as he was walking away with the little lamb and, and kind of nursing it and talking to it. And the lion hunted David down and attacked him. It's in your Bible. David was happy enough to get back what was his because he cared enough about it and because he was responsible to his father. His father gave him the charge of the sheep. And the reason, he didn't get, get up in the, that morning and say, I think I'll kill me a lion today. But oh, Brother Sanders, he was in the anointing. He didn't have time for a prayer meeting. He didn't have time to go pray for an hour and fast and, and seek God. He was anointed. The Spirit of God was already upon him. It just came about in the course of the daily events of the day for God to give you a breakthrough with an anointing to kill a lion. You first got to confront a lion. And you got to care about something. Oh, and before David realized what had happened, he turned around. That lion attacked him. And the Bible said he grabbed that lion by his mane and he tore him apart. And I'm here, I'm here to serve notice to the devil. If it wasn't bad enough uh, for you to come and wreak havoc in relationships, if it wasn't bad enough for us uh, to try to recover our children and our grandchildren, if it wasn't bad enough for you to wreak havoc with our finances, you went too far when you started tormenting some of us uh, and start manipulating and intimidating some of us. Uh, all we wanted was our sanity back. All we wanted was our marriage back. Uh, all we wanted was our kids back. Uh, all we wanted was our finances back but you wouldn't stop there somebody needs to get a lion killing spirit come upon you today and say I'm not taking it sitting down I'm coming after you in the name of the Lord it's time for you to have a breakthrough oh hallelujah I come to you in the name of the Lord oh David, 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 how did you do it? How did you do it? I cared about it. I cared about it, and a lion got in my way. I cared about it, and a bear got in my way. Oh. David was the first king of Israel anointed when he was still a youth. The first one. God wants to anoint some youthful kings and queens. Amen. He was the first teenage giant killer in all Israel's history. The first one. You say, well, I'm just a teenager. I'm, I just, my, my biggest worry is new zits that pop out in the morning. And he, well, God wants to raise up teenage giant killers. And I believe he is right here in this congregation. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. There are giant spirits. There are giant attitudes. There are giant policies in schools. There are, there are giant humanistic agendas, amen, that our young people can rise up against. Listen, young person, you've got the Holy Ghost and there ought to be a spirit inside of you. No matter what the teacher says, if it's a contrary to the word of God, amen, the Holy Ghost can bear witness in your spirit. You say, wait a minute, you can go ahead and say what you want to say. It's running right over my head. You can say, ask me to give this answer on the test. I'm going to give the answer according to the agenda and the text of our study, but I know in my heart what is right. I know here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I know that God created the heavens and the earth. I know that I'm saving myself. Amen. For that one sweet person, that one sweet day. I'm not, I don't care if everybody's doing it. I don't care. Hey, listen, everybody's not doing it anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. You're not alone. God has 7,000 that haven't yet bowed the knee. Teenage giant killers. David was the first musician slash songwriter slash psalmist slash musical instrument maker in Israel's history. And all of this developed out of his personal devotion and relationship with God. He was out there one day, and he was just making melody in his heart with the Lord. And like Brother Mahaney said, he was blowing kisses to God. And, and, and then one day that wasn't enough. And he said, man, I, I've got to find something else that I can worship God with. And, and so he threw a rock and it went in a cave and it hit something like pottery. And it sounded like that. And he started, yeah, I'm going to make me some symbols. And so he made symbols. And, and he'd get out there and he'd play them before the Lord. And then he got some drums. And then he made a harp. And he'd lay one thing down and pick up another. It wasn't enough. He found ways to express himself before God. And we need to find ways to worship God. We need to find ways to make melody in our heart to the Lord. We need to have breakthrough in our personal private devotion. Listen, friend, you can't come into an apostolic spirit-filled church and hide behind a mask of pretending. Amen. You can't come in here having not prayed all week long and having not spent time with God all week long and it not be revealed the dangerous low ebb that your spirit has sunk to. It's time for us to have breakthrough in our personal prayer life. It's time for us to have breakthrough in our own agenda, in our walking with God. God wants you to have a breakthrough. <laughs> Hallelujah. David was the first God-inspired creative genius for modern day Pentecostal style worship. Oh, I don't need to preach on worship too long here because you all do a great job. But friends, the few minutes that we spend what we call worshiping God are priceless. You say, well, I didn't feel nothing. That doesn't matter. Somebody say it doesn't matter. God never said praise me till you feel me. He just said praise me. Amen. Worship me. Praise God. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. One of those is a reaction. The other is a deliberate choice. Amen. What are you going to do when you only praise God for his mighty acts uh, and you don't see nothing happening for six months? Then how are you going to praise him? What are you going to do if the only time you praise God is when he gave you a raise and he healed your daughter and, and he answered this prayer and he did this and that? That's why the psalmist said, but then praise him according to his excellent greatness. We must never reduce the worthiness of God to be praised down to the level of how we're feeling about him at the exact moment. God is God and he's always worthy to be praised and he's always 
is worthy to be exalted. So, amen, have you worshipped him yet in this place? Have you had a breakthrough? The best way to have a breakthrough is to praise him and worship him until you find yourself being catapulted into his presence. Oh, come on, we got to worship him a little bit right now. God wants to give you a breakthrough right now. Come on, let's worship him a little bit right now. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Ha-ha. David led the way. David led the way. David led the way. Hallelujah. Ho-ho-ho. David led the way the day the Ark of the Covenant was coming back. Amen. The Bible says that he worshiped God with all his might. I'd hate to have to show you what that looked like. You don't want to see that. No, you don't want to see it. No, you don't want to see that, do you? If I do it, I want to know somebody else is going to do it. If you think for one minute that means David was standing there, I praise you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. He worshiped God with all his might. You know what that means? That means large steps. It actually means gyrations. You don't want to see me do that, do you? I'm going to do it if you won't laugh at me. Because he did it as unto the Lord. Amen. He, he kicked up his heels. He spun around. He was dancing and praising. And down upon him, he was having a breakthrough because the ark of God was coming back to the house of God. Oh, I wish somebody would get out there with David. I wish somebody would get the spirit of David. It's time for you to have a breakthrough. It's time to dance with all our might before the Lord. Oh, sometimes this flesh has to be crushed. Sometimes this flesh has to be put down. Ha! Glory! Somebody said, if I can just get up in the front there somewhere, if I can just dance before the Lord, I'm going to have a breakthrough in my life. Oh, woo! God said, it's time to break through. It's time for you to have a breakthrough. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to take your worship to a new level. God wants to turn you into a worshiper. You say, I'm not demonstrative. I'm quiet. I'm timid. So what? So am I. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants you to have a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Oh, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, somebody needs to take off the spirit of heaviness. You need to take off the robe of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. Come on, put on the garment of praise. Get a smile on your face. 
and put on a garment of praise. Glory, glory. That's right, you're going to have a breakthrough. You're going to have a breakthrough. Yes, you are. <laughs> we got to have it. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. The Bible said, clap your hands, all you people and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you never shouted, now's your chance. If you never shouted with a loud voice, it'll give you a breakthrough in your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you for receiving the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many feel like God wants to give you a breakthrough in your worship? Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, if we'll all do it, we'll all have fun. We'll obey the Lord. <laughs> Jim Hamner, stand up right now and lift your voice up before the Lord. Come on, Jim. That's a hunger. That's a breakthrough right there. That's a breakthrough. God, I got to have a breakthrough. I got to have a breakthrough. I got to have a fresh anointing. I've got to have your touch in my life. I got to have it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the word is near you. It's even in your mouth. You got a pressure in your chest right now. And you know it's not from lunch. Hallelujah. And it's the Holy Ghost. That's what the Holy Ghost is. It feels like a pressure. It feels like a pressure. The gifts might want to operate. You say, I don't understand it. I keep hearing these words in my ear. And I don't know what those words are. Friend, it's the Holy Ghost. It wants to come out. It wants to speak. It wants to flow out of you. Jesus said, it shall be like a river flowing out of you. Oh, you don't want to look too hungry. I'll ask you to stand up. <laughs> Woo! Don't look too hungry. You'll have to stand up and have your breakthrough. You wouldn't want that, would you? You wouldn't want to have a breakthrough in your soul. You wouldn't want to become more effective for God, would you? Oh. Glory. Ha. Glory God wants you to have a breakthrough You may be seated You may be seated Hallelujah Amen God's breaking into this place God's breaking into this house He's breaking into your heart If you let God break in You'll break through Hallelujah David was the first non-Levite ever to eat holy bread from the table of showbread. It was one of those 12 unleavened cakes. 
that had been back there right by the veil. On the other side of the veil was the glory. It was reserved for the priests. And David came hungry. He said, I'm hungry. Do you have any bread? I've been chased. I haven't had anything to eat for days. Is there any bread? And Abiathar, I think it was, the priest said, well, there's only that holy bread. He said, oh, ask the Lord if I could have that bread. I'm so hungry. I know it's been back there by the glory. I know it's been back there just on this side of the veil where the mercy and the glory of God is. But could I have that bread? And bread that had never passed unclean, unsanctified lips begin to pass across the lips of David because David was God's breakthrough man. And I want to tell somebody here today, there's holy bread for you. There's holy bread for you. There's bread available that your eye has not yet seen and your ear has not yet heard and your heart has not yet understood. There's bread that's been baking back there in the glory. There's bread that's been back there close to the heart of God. When was the last time you had a revelation for yourself? of how much God loves you out of his word. When was the last time tears fell off your cheeks as you found another promise that was written in the book just for you? I'm talking about holy bread. I'm talking about bread that's been back there by the glory. Somebody, God's given you permission to break in today. You can break in when you hear this preacher preaching to you. I'm breaking to you some holy bread here today. Holy bread. David was the first warrior in Israel's history to ever slay 1,000 of the Lord's enemies in one battle. That must have been something. Wow. Probably his sword was whirling like a helicopter blade. It must have been something. 1,000. In one battle, you couldn't get close to him. There was angels all around him. The heavenly host was all around him. God wants to raise up spiritual warriors. <sighs> one shall put to flight a thousand. Ha! And two, ten thousand. Amen. I feel like the Lord is speaking to my heart and saying that he has those 1,000 slain warriors right here in this place. Uh, amen. There are devils in this city that don't want us to break through. Amen. There are enemies of the Lord, uh, both spiritual and political and emotional and theological and religious. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Religious spirits are the most powerful spirits in the world today. They're not the spirit of God. The religious spirits are man-made, controlling, manipulative. You're not coming in here, spirits. Uh, and God has spoke to my heart even just now and said, Yea, I have raised up the spirit of David in this hour to defeat the armies that come against my people. I will choose them one by one, and I will yoke them two by two, and I will put them back to back, and they shall deliver my people. They shall go in and defeat the enemy before you. I have authorized them. I have empowered them. I will set them in the middle of the enemy, and none shall be able to touch them. None shall shall come nigh to them. Oh, to go where we're going, we've got to have intercessors. To go where we're going, we've got to have spiritual warfare. I want our prayer team that's faithful to pray every Saturday night. I want you to stand up right now. Brother and Sister Gotis and our prayer team, stand up. Stand up. 
Do you know why some of the revival is breaking out and God is opening doors? Do you know why? It's because every Saturday night, most every Saturday night, if not every Saturday, these people are breaking through. What we're going to do right now, we're going to cover them. I want you to stretch your hands out toward them right now. Amen. These people are breaking into places in the spirit. Amen. They're experiencing things. Some of you that are having breakthrough in your prayer life, I want you to stand up right now. Amen. If God is taking you in prayer somewhere, I want you to stand up. Come on. We want to cover you in prayer. Come on. That's right. That's right. Some of you are having breakthroughs. Stand up. If you've got a call to pray, if God's called you to pray, I want you to stand up. If God's calling you to deeper prayer, if you're finding yourself waking up early, staying up late, getting up early, and you're praying and seeking God, come on, let's cover them. Let's cover them. Call their names. Say, God, I ask you to protect Michael and Andrea and Glenn and Carl and Shirley and, and Sister Banks and Toby and these others, Lord. Keep us all safe, Lord. Protect us, oh God. Oh, let the troops of the Lord support us as we go into battle. Oh, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. You may be seated. David was the first one under the law. He was the first one that we know of under the law to not receive the death penalty by stoning for the sin of adultery. More than any other before him, his heart attracted God's attention and God said, there's a man after my own heart. His heart attracted the grace of God 1,000 years before its time. God's grace wants to break through into your life today. No sin is too great. No failure is too final. You say, but Pastor, I let myself down. I let my friends down. I let God down. You're a prime candidate for a grace breakthrough. His grace flows in this church. Forgiveness flows in this congregation. Acceptance flows. You don't have to prove nothing to me. You don't have to come bowing and scraping to me. You don't have to go crawling your hands and knees for a thousand yards on cut glass. Just struggle your way up to Calvary one more time. There's room for one more. Jesus, forgive me. Wash me. I need a grace breakthrough. I need a mercy breakthrough. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. But God forbid that we would not extend grace to those who come boldly before his throne. Can you say amen? Can I have a better amen? Hallelujah. We need grace breakthrough. Why did God need David to show up on the battle scene the day he defeated Goliath? It's very simple. God needed David to show up because God needed a breakthrough. Or God needed a break. God needed David on the battlefield because God's people needed a breakthrough. You are needed. You are being called to the battlefield. 
you are being called to the battlefield because God's people. God has much people in this city. They're not all in churches today, but God has much people in this city. Amen. And God needed David because David was a breakthrough young man. Now, I want you to get the picture of how bleak the situation was for Israel when God's breakthrough boy stepped on the scene. Saul was king, but God had withdrawn his anointing from Saul. God's leader was backslid. Saul had disobeyed God's specific instruction and had taken matters into his own hands. And God said he got too big for his britches. I can't use a man that doesn't need me. The Lord told Samuel that Saul had grieved him in his heart. That's serious. When, when, when our behavior grieves God. Saul was the leader and stood head and shoulders over everyone else, but was not exactly inspiring everyone while he was shaking and quaking, hiding in his own tent. Israel's circumstances appeared to be rather pathetic and hopeless. They needed a breakthrough. What they were doing was not working. What Israel was doing was not working. They needed to change something. I come across something the other day. It's called the Dakota Tribal Wisdom. And if you're part Indian, I'm part Irish, so don't worry about it. Amen. I don't mean to offend anybody. Just lighten up and enjoy this. The Dakota Tribal Wisdom says that when you discover that the horse you've been riding is now dead, the best strategy is to dismount. Some people, however, choose to ignore this logical sequence, and they come up with some creative strategies of their own. For example, they buy a stronger whip. Just go ahead and whip that dead horse. Giddy up. Or others decide to change riders. That'll surely help. Others say things like, well, this is the way we've always ridden it. Others decide that appointing a committee to study the horse is a thing that needs to be done. Some suggest that changing the bylaws to specify that horses shall not die is the way to go. Others get together and they decide that harnessing several other dead horses to this one would increase speed. Some say declaring that no horse is too dead to ride is the way to go. Some suggest providing additional funding to increase the horse's performance. And others have even suggested that promoting the dead horse to a supervisory position. Hey, friend, we're laughing, but the church has tried all those things. If the horse is dead, dismount. If the horse you've been riding is dead, get off it. If what you're doing is not working, stop it. Insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Everybody okay? 
Hallelujah. Israel was doing something that was very typical, uh, that is very typical of organizations and churches, especially when the leadership has become stagnant, is uninspiring, and is shaken, scared to death in their tent. Israel had settled into an ineffective routine. And here's what they would do. This is what your Bible says. They would get up on any typical day at the battle scene, and they would drink their tea. Well, the Bible doesn't say that, but I assume they were tea drinkers. And then they would put on their armor. They would lace it up. They're probably laughing and joking, <laughs> putting the armor on, strapping stuff on, and putting it on. And no sense of urgency, no eminence of the battle. We've been doing this every day. Nothing's ever changed. We're not going to get anywhere. Let's at least look good while we're doing nothing. Their routine had been hardened and habitual. 39 days in a row, they had done it exactly like this. Even though they put on their armor, they knew good and well they weren't going to take a sword out. They weren't going to put an arrow on a bow. Even though they put on their armor, they weren't going to fight. And so every morning, they would all line up. Get the picture. It's in the Bible. They would all line up in a row. They would array themselves, the Scripture says, in battle. And then on the count, they would all inhale. And then they shouted at the Philistines. That's what they did. And then they said, okay, we got that done for another day. Let's go back. And, and then while they were walking away, the Philistines would get on their side of the mountain and they would go, And for 39 days, they're just yelling at each other. It's not working. All it takes is a two-digit IQ to figure this out. And then the Bible said that Saul in Israel would become dismayed and terrified and run for cover. So what did God need? He needed 007 breakthrough agent David. Now, I'm going to give you a word. I never saw it. I heard this story all my life, but I read it with my own eyes in the nearly inspired version. That's the NIV. It says, it says, 1 Samuel 17, verse 15, that as David often went back and forth to the battle, the day he killed the giant was not the first day he came to the battle. He'd been back and forth. What made the difference? The difference was this day he showed up early enough to hear the giant. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared. When David woke up that morning, he didn't say, I think I'll kill me a giant. He went there with bread and cheese and some stuff for his brothers. And when he got there, he heard the cat call. He heard the defiance. Who will come and fight me? You who are of the fallen gods of Israel. I challenge you. I dare you. You little wimps. You little Israelite jerks. I commit you. You come up here. I'll spit on you. I'll grind you up. I'll mash you into mincemeat. I'll wipe you out. I'll eat your lunch. I'll step on your toes. I'll plow your corn. And everything else I could say being a Christian. David said, what's that? 
No, I heard something. I, I've never heard it before. What was that? That's the giant. He listened. He said, is there not a cause? Who would dare defy the armies of the living God? Can you hear it? Can you hear the taunt? Can you hear the devil making fun of you? You're not going to make it. Your marriage isn't going to make it. Your friendship isn't going to make it. Your job isn't going to make it. You're not going to teach a Bible study this year. You're not going to win no souls. This church is going to stay right here in this horse barn till Jesus comes, if he ever does come. Did he ever tell you that? <laughs> it's time for breakthrough. I could tell you all the story, but here's the thing I want you to get. God didn't use any qualified member that day with armor and with sword and with spear. He took somebody that didn't come up through the ranks. He, he, he took somebody that wasn't beating a dead horse. He took somebody that hadn't been on the, on the battlefield very long. Stand with me. Stand with me. This is the message. You say, well, I've only been coming to this church. It's my first Sunday. Step out. Onto the battlefield. I've only been here for a month. Step out. Where is God going to get a voice to shatter 400 years of silence? No prophet, no, no seer, no revelator. Where's he going to get him? Is he going to call him from the rabbinical schools? Is he going to call him from the run of the mill? We've always done it this way before. No, he calls the voice of one crying in the wilderness. John the Baptist, step out. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Ha. Amen. All God's breakthrough agents do wilderness time. They do wilderness time. You want to be God's breakthrough agent? I want you to lift your hands in the presence of God right now. Come on. Amen. Make yourself available right now. Somebody's going to hear something right now. You're going to hear something. It's going to be different this time. You're going to hear something. Your spirit's going to hear something. Your heart's going to hear something. Come on. Amen. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. Come on. Get off the dead horse. Get off the thing you can't change. You can't change it. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. Just get off it. Get off it. It's time to start walking away from it. Get off it. Dismount. Dismount. When are you going to stop talking about it? When are you going to stop thinking about it? When are you going to stop regretting this and regretting that? Why don't you just get off it? That's not going to work. That doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make anybody else feel good. All it does is perpetuate the pity party. It's time to get off it. And to try something else, why don't you try worship? Why don't you try lifting up a loud voice? Why don't you try getting out in the aisle and dancing before the Lord? Why don't you try breaking through in your prayer life? Why don't you try teaching a Bible study? Why don't you try getting involved in home fellowship? Why don't you try something else? Why don't you try prayer? Come on. God said you can have a breakthrough. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Come on, if God said it, it's going to happen. If God said it, it's going to happen. Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow out of you. Your ear's going to hear something. Your eye is going to see something. Your heart is going to understand. You're going to get it. You're going to catch it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's breakthrough month. All month long, it's breakthrough. Come on, young man, where are you? Where are you, young man? Two weeks ago, you answered the call. Two weeks ago, you answered the call. You haven't moved a muscle in this house. Come on, it's time for you to break through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I am going to have a breakthrough. I'm going to experience it. I'm going to be a breakthrough for somebody else. I'm not just breaking through for me. I'm going to lead the way for somebody. Lord, I'm going to break a hole in that wall. I'm going to break that door down. Lord, I'm going to accomplish that breach. I'm going to scale that wall. I'm going to climb that mountain. Hallelujah. That's right, Life Church. That's right. Come on, let's break on through. Come on, let's break on through. Break on through. Come on, break on through. Come on, we're an apostolic church. We're a spirit-filled church. We can't worship in carnality. We can't worship just and just go through some kind of a routine. We can't just go through some kind of a religious motion and exercise. It's a spirit-filled church. We got to get into the spirit. We got to flow in the spirit. We got to find the vein where he's moving. We got to find the frequency where he's speaking. We got to find the river in which he's flowing. In the name of the Lord. Just help me go pray with people. Hallelujah. Come on, Dad. Your kids need you to have a breakthrough. Your children need you to have a revival. You're going to lose them if you don't have a breakthrough. You're going to lose them to the world if you don't lead them in a breakthrough. Hallelujah. 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 That's right. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. If you feel that breakthrough spirit, I want you to go lay hands on somebody. If you feel that breakthrough spirit, I want you to help somebody else's revival. Help somebody else's breakthrough. Let God lead you right now. Come on. Let the anointing flow. Let it flow out of you. Let it flow out of you. Let it flow out of you. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Come on. Come on, husbands and wives. Come on, parents and children. Let's team up. Let's pray. Come on, young people. Come on, singles. Come on, young marrieds. Come on, seniors. Let's break through. Let's break through. Let's see what we've never seen. Let's hear what we've never heard. (laughs) Oh, yes.
Oh, God has a breakthrough for you. God has a breakthrough for you. God has fresh oil for you. God has an anointing for you. Don't be afraid of it. Don't resist it. Receive it. Come on, you're going to have a prayer life like you never had. Amen. Some of you are breaking into intercessory prayer right now. Some of you are going somewhere in the spirit right now to pray. Yes, Teresa. Yes, Teresa. God's calling you to pray. He's calling you to pray. You're very sensitive. He's calling you to pray. You're very sensitive. Amen. God's calling you. God's calling you. God's calling you. God's calling you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Come on, anybody that wants revival, you can have a revival today. Anybody that wants a breakthrough, you can have a breakthrough today. Come on. Oh, you're not desperate enough. No, you're not desperate enough. You got to get serious. Come on, leave your own agenda behind. Just get off it. Just get off it. It's dead. Get off it. Get up. Come on, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. God wants to fill you till he evidence that spirit, until you speak with other tongues as the spirit gives you the utterance. Hallelujah. Come on, let's minister right now. Let's walk slowly through the crowd and let's minister. Let's minister to people. Let's help people to break through. Let's help people to break through. Let's help people to break through. Oh, Yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Lord. That's a Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.